Um, if you have a Bible with you, um, you might like to turn to the 1 Corinthians, the first letter to the Corinthians. We're going to be taking communion this morning, and it's on that theme that I just want to just um, break with the series that we've been looking at and um, look at something together. So the, the, uh, we're, we're thinking of the theme, Remember Me, and uh, we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23, and I'm reading from the NIV. So many of us will be acquainted with what we call the communion, the Eucharist, perhaps the Lord's Supper. Some people call it the breaking of bread, taking the bread and the cup. And uh, some of us may be very aware, others of us not so sure. So we're just going to just refresh our hearts and minds as we take this this morning. So verse 23 of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. For I received from the Lord... What I passed on to you, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you are weak and ill, and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in the way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be finally condemned with the world. The writer there, Paul, is speaking to a group of Christians in a place called Corinth, and he's looking to correct some things that they were doing that weren't, weren't right when they were coming and having a meal together and then remembering the Lord Jesus in, in that meal together. So there's some of the things that he says in, in the reading that I've just read really pertain to the church and looking to correct some of those things. But what we have there is probably one of the earliest teachings for the church on taking the communion or remembering the body, remembering the blood, remembering the sacrifice, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And this is one of the earliest actual writings, other than Jesus speaking about it himself in the Gospels, but of Paul giving an actual teaching to Christians and uh, something that would be helpful to you and I. So this morning we're going to look at just um, a number of things. But when we take this together, the background to Excuse me, this remembrance is the Old Testament, and it's what there's the Passover in the Gospels. It says that it was the Passover, and Jesus then at the Passover took the bread, gave thanks, took the cup, gave thanks, they distributed, then took bread, said, This is my body, do this in remembrance of me, then took a cup, said, This is going to be my blood, drink this until I come again. And uh, it was at a place called the Passover that this took place. And there was, that has had significance. What we're about to do in a moment has significance because the background is in Exodus chapter 12. You don't have to turn to it now. But um, 
In the Passover, in the Old Testament, what happened was that the Israelite people were taken out of slavery and released to freedom. And to do that, God said that what he would do is he would strike all of the, a plague on the firstborn of Egypt because Pharaoh wouldn't let them be freed. And he said this to the Israelite people, if you take a lamb, the male, unblemished, the best, you sacrifice it, you take its blood and put it on the doorposts of your home. When the angel of death comes on that evening, the angel will pass over your home and all of those in that home under the blood of that lamb will be freed and protected. The Israelite people remember that to this very day. The Jewish people remember that Passover, the freedom from captivity in Egypt. They remember that to this day. But for the Christian, for you and I, it takes on even more significance. That Passover, that freedom from the angel of death passing over the blood of a lamb, now Jesus is referred to as the Lamb of God in John's Gospel, who takes away the sin of the world, not just the sins now and again, but for the whole world and forever. And so when Jesus shed his blood, it was pertinent on the Passover. He was making a huge statement saying, now this will finish. This Passover will be dealt with once and for all. They had to do that year after year after year. Now for life and for eternity, I will pay the price with my own blood and my own body. And as a symbol of that and to remember that great event and that experience in our lives today of being freed from death and the power of sin and hell and the devil to now be opened into glorious life. We have our own exodus, so to speak, our freedom as a Christian. He says, I want you to remember this, experience this. And so take this as a reference point. This bread is going to represent my body. You'll remember what it cost and and experience the, the wholeness as it's broken for you. And take this cup, it was wine at that time, red wine probably, to represent his red blood. This blood is poured out to, for me, I'm scarred for you. You will be healed forever. And so it was on that point, and it's on that background that um, we're just going to take just a couple of moments. Three things then that we're going to look at this morning as we remember him. The first thing is this, as we take this communion together and we take the bread and um, we take the cup, we're going to remember him. We're going to look back. I've given you the background to the Passover very quickly, just a sketch. But every time when we take the bread and we take the cup, we remember. Jesus said in the Gospels, do this in remembrance of me. Human nature is such that we forget things very quickly, don't we? Well, maybe you don't, but I know I do. Let's speak for myself. I won't speak for you. I can forget things. Things can become part of life very quickly. Your nice, new, shiny car, after a few months, you just get in it and drive it, generally. Uh, We get used to things. Human nature is such. Uh, Remembrance is a very powerful thing. Um, we have Remembrance Sunday, where we remember people in the Great War and in the Second World War. Um, not because people want to glory in war, but they just want to remember the price that's been paid by people to bring freedom. Remembrance, it, to, to do something, to mark an occasion, an event, a time, a moment. 
It's a powerful thing to do. It, it stirs our hearts. It, it refreshes us. And Jesus was doing this. But it's, it's more. When he's used the word, do this in remembrance of me, it's more than just remember. The word literally means bring back to living memory. It's a living experience memory. So when Jesus uses this word, do this in remembrance of me, it's not just, oh, it happened then, and I think about it. That's part of it, remembrance. But it's bring back into living experience memory. It's as if, and it is by faith, that we will experience forgiveness, his suffering, his release, and freedom. We remember and mark it, but we will experience it, bring it to living memory in our hearts and minds. Every time, by faith, when we take the bread and we take the cup, it becomes a focal point to help us bring to living memory. So these things don't die down in our hearts. You know, as a Christian, you know, when you first became a Christian, anyone that's just become a Christian, I know some people on Alpha, maybe you've recommitted your life or you've made a commitment to trust the Lord Jesus. I know some amazing things have been happening on the Alpha course. And some of those people will be sharing that perhaps in the days ahead. When I first became a Christian, when I first became a Christian and I gave my life to Jesus Christ, the next day I felt different. And I told my friends. And, um, but you know what? Six months, a year later, I started to take things a little bit in my stride. I got used to things a little. Now something like 32 years later being a Christian, there's a danger I get used to things. So by remembering, by coming again, I stoke the fire of my heart, my mind, I bring to living memory. Remembrance is a powerful thing. Don't ever forget that. So when we come, we're going to come and we're going to remember. Remember, look at what Jesus has done when he paid the price. It's not through just uh, a lamb, but the lamb of God, the son of God, for all eternity has given us now freedom. It cost him his very lifeblood. For you and I, there's freedom. Grace is given to us completely and utterly free. And we can know and experience that freedom right now. So bring to living memory. Second thing. We come and we reflect. So we come to remember when we take the communion, but we also reflect. It says, Paul said there, let, let a person examine themselves. Did you notice that in the reading this morning? You don't just, we don't just turn up. I just don't, don't just turn up. And this is me talking about me now, not you. And I come and I just, you know, I'm going to take this. I'm going to remember this. Oh, it was great back then. Thank you. That was lovely. But uh, it's deeper than that. It goes down to the very depth of our soul and our spirit. Forgiveness, being put right, justified, put right with God, goes to the very depth of our spirit. What makes you, you? How you tick. And so we come and we reflect. So this is why Paul says, don't you realize, when you come, examine yourself. Don't beat yourself up because God forgives us and releases us and heals us. But we do need to reflect. And so as we come, we come remembering, but looking at our lives. So as we come, we bring our lives before God and say, look, God, this morning, I might be struggling. I might be a bit distant right now. I'm in the building, but my mind is on my roast dinner. Roasting right now. I forgot to turn it on, you might think. You've got to run out. So right here, right now, reflection does something. When you reflect, it brings you back into the building. It brings your spirit right here, right now. 
It roots us right in there, right in the body and blood and the forgiveness and the release and the hope and the cost and now the freedom and the healing and all of that reflection. As I bring my life before God, as you bring your life and I bring my life before God, me before God, you before Jesus, we see him. He's here right now by faith. We say, my life, I'm opened up before you. I need you. I'm distant from you. I've got something going on in my mind. I'm hurting. I'm broken. I'm angry. I've done this this week. I've blown it. I've done something that I need to put right with you. Reflect. Reflection. So we remember. So if remember is look back, reflection is look within. I bring my life. If I'm looking back in remembrance, and we do this. This can happen in a few moments as we come to communion. Simple way of remembering this. We remember, we look back, we reflect, we look within. So Paul says, do not come to the table in an unworthy manner. They were coming. The Corinthians were just turning up. All sorts of stuff going on in their lives in the week, thinking that you can do what you like, and then you can just take this bit of bread. It's not like that. This is the body. The symbol for the body and blood of Christ. This is his price that he paid so that we might now feel healed and forgiven and know eternally our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. So you just can't turn up. We have to look, reflect within, bring our hearts to God. You know, it's, it's easy, isn't it, to, um, you know, cars. We're going to have cars today. Uh, I think, is it Google are working on a car that is... Uh, just runs itself. You know the things of science fiction movies, you just, the car gets, stops, you get in it, and it just drives along. And Google are working on that. Automatic, autopilot. Already we have automatic pilot and planes and things like that, but Google are working on a car that just totally runs automatically. And you know, we could run on automatic pilot as a Christian. The, the thing is with um, things like communion and baptism and singing worship songs and prayer, it can become ritualistic. We, go on, we can go on autopilot. That's what I mean by ritualistic. And we don't think about it. And, but reflect. We look back, remember, we reflect. It brings us right here, right now. Finally then, if we remember, we look back. If we reflect, we look within. Finally, we're called to respond. There's a call for a response this morning. When we think of all that Jesus Christ has done for us, the price that he has paid, the Lamb of God who has been slain for all the world. In Genesis, God said, the soul that sins shall surely die. And the devil said, you'll never die. You'll just know and be like God. But death came in through sin. And life comes in through the forgiveness, the, the price that Jesus paid He died on the cross for the whole of mankind to deal with sin. And so there's a response from you and me. If remembrance is looking back, if reflecting is looking within and saying, this is my life, Lord, this is what I need to put right, then the response is we look up. It's not all looking in. We look back, we look in, and now we look up. Jesus is here. Jesus said, I will not drink from this fruit of this cup again. Until I come back again. Jesus is coming back again. 
there, you know, there, there's not so much talk today. Uh, when I first became a Christian in the, in the early eight, 1980s, all the talk, all the time was about Jesus returning. Get yourself right with God. He's on his way. Uh, now we live as if it's never going to happen. But Jesus said, I will come back again. There's a hope. He's coming back for the church. He's coming back for his people. We're going to reign with him together. We're going to be like him and with him. And we're going to be with him and he's going to be with us. But here right now, he said, I'm going to be with the Father. But while I'm away with the Father, I'll send another counselor, the Holy Spirit, to be with you and in you right here, right now. So as we take this communion, we can look forward, look up. Jesus is here by faith, by the power of the person of the Holy Spirit. So there's a few things with response that we're called to. We're called to a a number of things. How do we respond then? Well, you know, as we look up, we rejoice, repent, and perhaps recommit this morning. We're looking to respond. A few things, just briefly, with this we'll take communion together. Rejoice. You know, um, Jesus gave thanks for the cup. Um, I, I sort of just been reading the New Testament afresh, going through the Gospels again. And the thing that struck me, there's the Passover, then there's Gethsemane, and then there's the cross. So at the Passover, before all this stuff happens, it says that Jesus gave thanks for the cup. I think that's pretty incredible. He knows everything that's going to happen. He sweats drops like blood in Gethsemane. He gives thanks. There's a rejoicing. He teaches us something that in the midst of this terrible suffering, this terrible pain, there is also an incredible wholeness and release. For by his stripes we are healed. There's rejoicing. And so in this, right now, we come and give thanks. We rejoice. Life. Hope. God who makes something out of nothing. Out of the deep. I don't know what your darkness is right now. I don't know. God knows. And I, God does know. I don't know what your challenge is. For some people, I do know. Obviously, some. I get to know people. I pastorally, I get to meet and know. But I don't know everyone's dark night of the soul, as it were, at times. But no matter how dark or how deep the pit may be, the cross says no matter how deep you go into the pit, you'll be raised to the highest place beside Jesus Christ. There is a hope. And that's where our rejoicing comes. No matter how difficult, no matter right now, if we see nothing happening, God can make something out of nothing. He is the creator, raises the son to life. He raises us to life. We will be resurrected from the dead. There's a hope, not only for the future, but you may know that resurrection power right now, right now, not just for the future. There's our rejoicing. There's our thanks. There's our hope. Our response is to rejoice and lay hold of his hope For the here, right now, and to the future, then. But there's a here, right now, healing, deliverance. Him doing something out of nothing in our lives, right this moment. Perhaps we'll pray about that during the course of us taking communion. Then secondly, there's repentance. As we reflect, put put it right with God. Before you take the bread and the cup, put your heart right. If there's anything that's gone on, anything said and done, anything with another person, forgive, put right with God. Forgive. He forgives us right here, right now. Right here, right now. And finally, recommit. Sometimes, as I said, we can go on autopilot. I know what I'm like. And I need to say, Lord, I give you my heart. 
I give you my soul. Perhaps maybe the fires have grown a bit dim for you as a Christian. Maybe you've been a bit on autopilot. Maybe life has become so hectic that you feel as if you're juggling so much. Just come and recommit. Ask God's help. There's so much going on around my life, but my heart, I want my heart to be back at the central place with you. Somebody said this, if Jesus died for us, can we live for him? It's impressed upon me. I say that all the time because I read it somewhere and I thought, my word, this is Adrian to recommit. If Christ could die for you, can you live for him? If Jesus died for us, we commit our lives, we recommit our lives, we come to recommit ourselves for him. So, as we take this bread and this cup right now, let's remember, look back. Let's reflect, look in. And let's respond, look towards him. He's here right now. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come this morning and thank you so much. We acknowledge when you said, Lord Jesus, do this in remembrance of me. Remember. Remember all that I have done all that is there for you right now. Never grow cold. Never fall by the wayside. Don't let anything crowd out your life. Fears, worries, pain. I can deal with all of those things. Just come to me. Come to me. You are weary and heavy laden and take my yoke upon you. It fits well. You'll find rest. And so right now, this morning, we come and we want to take this bread, which is your body, broken for us. You sacrificed yourself so that we might, you taste death so that we can taste life. Your, the cup is your blood poured out for us. By your stripes, we are healed. Not only have we got a glorious future, we, we look forward to your return where you will bring us to be with you, Lord. And that our bodies will be resurrected from the dead. We are not going to taste death. What a glorious future we face. But right here, right now, we can also taste, know, experience that same resurrection life and power. In hope, in forgiveness, in a relationship with you, restored relationship with one another healing of bodies, hearts and minds, forgiveness for sin, help with those things of habits that are difficult, freedom, friendship with our living God. Oh Lord, we say right now, here at this very moment, we open up our hearts to you. We, ref- we remember all that you've done and who you are, what it cost. We choose to reflect and bring our hearts and lives before you and say, this is my life. These are the things going on. These are the things I'm enjoying. These are the things I'm struggling with. And I choose to respond. I thank you that you are alive. You've taken my sin. You've set me free. You release healing into my life. I repent. Forgive me for anything, if I've grown cold, anything that is not right, any attitude, any situation, any unforgiveness, any habit, anything going on right now that's not right. Forgive me, Jesus. And now I respond by faith. I receive your love. I receive your forgiveness. 
I receive your healing. I receive your friendship. I receive your hope. In Jesus' name I pray. We're going to worship together and take communion together right now. This is what we call an open table. So if you're visiting, you're, you're a believer here right now. You're visiting even from another church, then you're very welcome to come and join us together. And we're going to worship. So should we stand together? As we worship together, worship team lead us. We're going to take communion together. Uh, take a piece of the bread off and take the cup. <laughs>